Welcome back, everybody, to another super special edition of Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and we are back once again to bring you some amazing selections to watch during the week or weekend. So we're just going to get going like we usually do, and I'm going to kick it over to Zach. Oh, hello, Renee. Uh, well, hello. You know, I just realized you never actually introduce yourself at the top of these. Uh, this is the best part of hosting now is that I never have to introduce yeah, myself. I know. You're in full control. It's nice, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, it cool. Is. Well, <laughs> I've got I've got something of a, a special recommendation to kick things off this week because I'm actually uh, doing something a little bit different this time. I am bringing you my first ever drunk recommendation. Now, that doesn't mean I'm drunk <laughs> right now. I'm actually completely ah! sober. However, this is this is a film that I, uh, if you are of legal drinking age in your country, uh, I, I suggest maybe imbibing uh, some alcohol or, I don't know, other substances. I, you know, I'm not going to make uh, specific recommendations, but basically anything that doesn't put you in the necessarily right frame of mind to watch this film because I was when I was watching it I started drinking at the beginning and the more I drank the more entertaining the movie got and I don't think it was because the movie was getting better as it went along so <laughs> uh, this movie has by the way a lot of talent behind it okay you got or I should say in front of it because they're in uh, the actors you got Academy Award winner Halle Berry you got Academy Award winner Donald Sutherland you got primetime Emmy Award winner Patrick Wilson. I'm just kidding. I love Patrick Wilson. Um, but uh, <laughs> the name of the movie, uh, if you haven't guessed already, you probably haven't because this is a movie that totally came out and flopped and no one saw it. But the name of the movie is Moonfall, and it is from the director of such <laughs> classic films as The Day After Tomorrow and Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, he also directed a couple good movies, like the original Independence Day and Stargate. But those days are far behind Roland Emmerich, and now he's still trying to make 90s disaster films in the year 2022. Let me explain to you, Renee, what this movie is about. <laughs> the moon <laughs> is falling. Uh, oh. That's it. That's that's the whole plot. <laughs> well, to give you a little more context, the moon is falling towards Earth, oh, and so no. some astronauts oh. have to stop it. Will they stop it in time, or will the world be destroyed by the moon? You'll have to watch the movie to find out. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, however, <laughs> I did actually go and write down some of my favorite lines <laughs> from this movie. I'm so excited. I just want to. I don't. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but I just want to. I just want to read some of my some choice lines. Just I, I haven't watched this because I know how bad it is. But is does is there any variation on? Gosh, the moon looks big tonight. Uh, there, well, there, there actually isn't. It's funny you should mention that. Let me, let me, let me uh, read some of my, some of my lines here. Okay, <clears throat> here we go. These are actual lines from the <laughs> Roland Emmerich film Moonfall. <clears throat> we scanned your consciousness. You are part of the moon now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the moon holds together, at least for a little while anyway. <laughs> they are prepared to use everything in their power to stop the moon. <laughs> the moon the moon must survive everything depends on it oh, <laughs> and no! my, my personal favorite oh shit the moon is rising gravity's gonna go crazy <laughs> um, so yeah this film this amazing film can be watched tonight on hbo max uh, again <laughs> i uh i would suggest uh having a drink candy again if you are of legal drinking age and I'm actually, uh, stay tuned, 
at the end of the show here, I am going to give you a special mixed drink that you can enjoy with Ooh. this movie. Uh, you guys, if you if you pay attention, uh, Renee and Bill, if you pay attention to the the uh, Discord, I think I actually posted the uh, the recipe for this drink uh, in the form of a, a picture uh, uh, maybe last week. But it was one of the many things I was drinking when I was watching this movie. So um, stay tuned for that. That's a little that's uh, to keep people interested uh, so they stick around for the rest of the show. Uh, speaking of things that are more entertaining, the more alcohol you consume, though, uh, Bill, what's your first pick this week? Uh, well, I'll tell you, although I guess the, the, the moon, that, that dialogue is so dire because you realize, look, the moon's always been a part of the earth and our lives and, you know, it's fine. It's a fine moon. If anyone ever talks to you <laughs> and the word moon comes up like two or three times in five minutes, you need to just walk away because that's a crazy person. It, it, <laughs> that dialogue just is so Weird. But keep talking about the moon like it's, you know, something we ta- ever talk about. The, the best part of this movie, though, Bill, is like you have a lot of really good actors. And I didn't even mention it, but uh, you also have uh, John Bradley, who I really like. If you don't recognize his name, he played uh, Samuel in Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, He's pretty fun in this movie. But like everyone else is delivering all of these lines with the most earnest delivery, mm-hmm. like any... Academy Award winner has ever delivered lines in their lives, and it's just, it makes them all the funnier. Man. Oh, well. Well, my, I have a theme this week. I don't usually do that. I just randomly Ooh. pick stuff out of a hat. But the theme is movies directed by Shinya Tsukamoto that have the word Tetsuo in the title. So, I know that's <laughs> ki- that's kind of mm. niche, but, okay. And the I'm, first I'm the one... the edge of my seat here. Yeah. The first one is... Tetsuo the Iron Man, 1989, you can find it on Shudder. And unlike Zach's pick, there is no amount of alcohol that is going to make this any easier. Uh, I would I would suggest watching this as straight as you can, because I don't want to take any responsibility for, like, God, if you dropped acid and watched this. Oh, God. Which I'm pretty sure is what the screenwriters did. Okay, this is just... Okay, this is a special thing here. It's cyberpunk... Body horror, Japanese, um, you know, here's the thing about Japan. You gotta love Japan, because (laughs) Japan lets us know about fetishes and things that we otherwise would not even know exist, and and that they, being ahead of the curve, have an entire subculture, so I guess metal, and not heavy metal, just like metal stuff, shoving metal under your skin, and and all Uh. is, is a, yeah. So um, it's about a ordinary salaryman who one day discovers, as he's shaving, as I recall, little bits of metal sticking out of his skin, and then things get worse, and it's just he is becoming a cybernetic organism, I guess. Although a, a lot of the metal just sort of just sort of sticks out of his skin and everything, but then he's also got like you know, um, you know, his private organs kind of turn into pneumatic drills and. Um, it's getting worse and worse. This is really low budget, black and white, super stark contrast and everything. There was a period in Japan, it was kind of like, it was like a punk rock thing with movies where they were making a lot of these frenetic, cool editing, MTV type black and white cyberpunk stuff. And uh, Shinya Tsukamoto, I'll probably mismangling his name, apologize. Brilliant, genius, has made a number of interesting films. And uh, this is the one that kind of got it going. Um, this is a movie, if you're into this sort of thing, get this movie and chop it into little pieces and use the pieces to make videos. 
you know? Find some music by the Dickies or something and just throw in some Tetsuo the Iron Man. Gorgeous looking film. And it is on Shudder, 1989. And I throw this right back to the lovely Renee. Well, thank you. So, last week when I was watching The Tingler, it mm. had autoplayed, yes, it had autoplayed into another Vincent Price movie. And it caught my eye because when I was a kid, I loved watching Nick at Night. And on Nick at Night uh, was Bewitched. And I loved Bewitched. And an actress in Bewitched was one Miss Agnes Moorhead. And this movie stars Vincent Price and Agnes Moorhead and a few other people. And it is called The Bat. So, <laughs> yeah. But Agnes Moorhead is a writer. She's a, uh, I think she's actually a mystery writer. And she goes out to the country and rents this house so that, you know, she can work on her writing, as writers do. So, and Bill, you know this. You got to rent a house in the country for your writing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it just so happens that there is something in this house that people want. And they are, they're trying to get to it. And... As is the bat. <laughs> the bat is also trying to get to this. And, you know, it just, it's, it is about basically everyone who is trying to uh, find this, this treasure that is inside this house. And it is a, a good little whodunit. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it very much. And again, uh, and it was actually a really good performance with Agnes Moorhead. And I believe it was Lenita Lane. Um... I forget, forgive me, I forget who played her, I'll let you know in a few minutes, who played her, like, buddy, um, she was like her housekeeper, but they were, like, together the whole time, and they played off of each other really well, it was pretty great. So, anyhow, this movie is available on Prime, on Tubi, Paramount+, Plus, Hoopla, Epics, Canopy, Pluto, a whole lot of other places. And again, that is The Bat, and I will pass this on over to Zach. I thought you were going to say you're going to pass this over to the Zach. Um, the Zach, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going on. Uh, I'm going as for now on. Uh, so, Renee, you know me pretty well. We're, we go way back. <laughs> so you probably know <laughs> that there are two things in this world that I really care about. And that's mm -hmm. gorgeous ladies and wrestling. And luckily <laughs> there's a show... Just for oh, me. This is going. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> because uh, coincidentally, someone tapped into my mind and made a show called The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, or <laughs> GLOW, as it's abbreviated. Uh, and that is the name of the show. It's GLOW. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's about a very, very independent group of uh, women who are trying to uh, put on a wrestling show, or uh, they're a producer that is trying to get them together to uh, put on a wrestling show and uh let's just say it's not as glorious as the wwf uh shows that they are trying to <laughs> basically kind of replicate or uh reproduce uh with an all-female cast and uh speaking of cast man this show has a great one you got mark Marin as their like failed filmmaker uh producer slash director you got allison brie and betty gilpin as the uh kind of two main stars uh, and then you got a, a just a bunch. It's one of the shows that it's got a bunch of characters that are kind of like secondary and tertiary, but there's really not a bad performance amongst them. It's a really fun show. Uh, it's a comedy kind of drama, uh, so it's got a lot of laughs, but uh, it's got a lot of you know a lot of drama, a lot of dramatic uh, uh, performances in and out of the ring. So uh, if you like gorgeous ladies like me, 
and Lord knows I do, I do, or you love wrestling, give this one a try. Again, the name of the show is Glow, and it is exclusively on Netflix, all three seasons. Of course, it's a fantastic show, so uh, and it's, it's got a, you know, a, a ton of fans, a ton of people loved it. So, of course, Netflix canceled it after three seasons, so you can yeah. binge the whole thing this weekend and then get mad because Netflix sucks. Um, speaking of... Uh, you better not say things that also suck. <laughs> Uh, never. Uh, uh, speaking of things that are, I don't know. I don't, I got, I got nothing. Uh, I'll yeah, nothing. Throw it. speaking of gorgeous ladies, here's Bill. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's where I was thinking of going, but no, no. Uh, yeah. I'll just pass it over to Bill. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, um, the actual gorgeous ladies of wrestling, the, the character, the failed director was, is based on a real guy, Matt Simber, who did, he did a lot of trash, but he made one really interesting trash movie, The Witch Who Came From the Sea. Which is yeah, kind kind of interesting watching. He also did Butterfly with Pia Zadora, so I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah, Uh, he he actually had some stuff. No, hold on. Now I uh, so this is actually uh, not an official recommendation, but uh, I that is on Aeroplayer, and I actually watched that a few months ago. I thought it was a kind of an interesting little art house horror film. Which one? Which who came from the Uh, sea? The witch who came from the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also married to Jane Mansfield. Oh, I'm making none of this up. Yeah, I I did not uh, actually like. I'm still watching the the show, uh, so I have not gone back and like actually looked into the real story of it. So this is all very fascinating now. Okay, continuing with my uh, movies directed by Shinya Tsukamoto. I have the word Tetsuo in it. Eight years after Tetsuo <laughs> the Iron Man, he comes back with Tetsuo Two Body Hammer. So he mulled on this for eight years and decided to completely flip this on its lid. It's about a Japanese salaryman who slowly starts turning into a cybernetic organism as metal starts coming out of his body. It's the same damn movie. It's in color, so you know, which takes something away, but it's kind of cool color, and it's got a bit more of a plot because his son is kidnapped by a bunch of thugs, and this is driving him crazy, and his hand starts turning into guns, and eventually, you know, he finds these cybernetic ninja types and they fuse together and he turns into a tank so this movie is nuts i mean i thought the first one was crazy but it was like just random crazy this is like i'm taking you on a crazy journey it didn't get quite the um acclaim that the first one did the first one put him on the map and a lot of people saw this correctly as as a bit of a retread but i like it quite a bit um i don't know i mean i love the black and white of the first one but then you i'm always this way I'll see like a movie like Mario Bava did a movie in in black and white and he's like, oh, every movie should be like this. And then he does one in color and you're like, oh, every movie should be like this. So I don't know. Sometimes it works. It just, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a crazy movie. It's, it takes the metal fetish machine stuff to the ultimate level. And it's so Japanese, you know, you feel like that's, they couldn't make it here. I mean, they could, but it wouldn't feel right. It, It just, just an interesting premise though maybe it's it's got to come from a culture where that there's a value to conformity and 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 you also you know just so technologically advanced and then the whole question of individualism and da da da, da. i mean there's you, you know this is one of those movies if you're stuck in school and you're taking a, a film class and they make you write essays this is a good one because you can just you, you can get whatever your little heart wants out of it 
you know, anywhere, anywhere you go. So Tetsuo 2 Body Hammer, it is also on Shudder. And I throw this again to Renee. Well, thanks. So I watched this, uh, the previous movie with Miss Agnes Moorhead. And I thought to myself, man, I wonder if there's other horror movies that she's done. So I started looking around and I found this odd looking movie. I wasn't sure really what it was, but I, the box cover really stood out at me because it was quite bizarre. And I watched it and the movie was not any less bizarre. This movie was so, (laughs) it's just so strange, but goofy and odd. I just, I can't really explain it other than to say Agnes, okay, the movie is called Dear Dead Delilah. Uh. And Agnes Moorhead plays Delilah. And she lives in this estate. And she is essentially much like the previous movie, but this time she has sent everyone out on a treasure hunt to find some movie, I'm sorry, some movie, Jesus, to find some money that their late father left in the estate or in the, in the, uh, in the home, because essentially otherwise they were all going to get cut out of the will. So it is the story (laughs) of all these folks going around trying to find this. It is another good little whodunit. And, uh, oh my gosh, it's just so strange, but I really enjoyed it. And, uh, again, it's called Dear Dead Delilah. And I will tell you, it is only, from what I could see, it is only available on YouTube. Uh, I believe there is one bad copy. So if you find a copy and Mm. it looks really bad, just look for the other one. Because the other one is good. (laughs) You know, Renee? Yes. Okay, I was just, I don't want to interrupt you, but. uh, Oh, no, 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 that was it. (laughs) There was, um, in the 60s, this was a actually kind of a genre this is so unpleasant to say but it was considered like a subgenre of horror thriller movies called hag exploitation where they took oh, hag exploitation uh, where they took actresses who maybe had seen better days and were getting a little long in the tooth and everything and put them in horror movies because there's nothing scarier than you know watching betty davis and joan crawford in their 60s growling at each other as they did in real life and, yeah. um, you know, and some great titles, whoever slew Auntie Rue, what's the matter with Helen, whatever happened to Alice. They ask a lot of questions in these movies. <laughs> Just, yeah, die, die, my darling. And boy. If there's they, a, if there's a horror sh- uh, subgenre that I think is primed for a comeback, I think you just identified it, Bill. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, as it turns out, um, you know, so Tetsuo 2 Body Hammer came out in 1992. And that's, you know, that was a while ago. I mean, many years have passed since then. So, 2009, let's go to the well one more time. Tetsuo the Bullet Man. Yep, he came out with another one. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, <laughs> a guy a guy starts transforming into metal. But this time, there really is a lot of plot to this one. Um, his son is killed in a car accident. He starts having visions of these experimentations that were done on him by his crazy father. It's part of the Tetsuo project. So basically, it takes the Tetsuo films and gives us the background. So it's kind of introducing some world building to this fairly limited thing that they'd had before. They were complex, but still kind of simple. It was basically just a guy turning into a machine. And this one, more of the same... But it, it's it kind of ties everything up in a nice bow and actually gives us a I don't know happy ending is the right word but 
kind of an optimistic ending for, for this genre, extremely optimistic, and one that seems to show some hope for humanity because the others sure didn't. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Worth watching. And uh, all this guy's films um, is just very much, he's kind of a, a Japanese Cronenberg sort of thing. He found his niche, he stuck with it, and he's made a lot of very interesting things. So, uh, I, this one is not on Shudder, though. It's on AMC. American Movie Classics, yes. A Japanese cyberpunk 2009 <laughs> movie. Just pretty much screams America. But And that's, there's my Tetsuo Trilogy for the week. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, did, did Zach, did you, have a, did you have another pick for us? Well, I, I did not. I was going to sing us out, but first I was going to oh, go. Oh, yeah, go away. <laughs> I was gonna give the the uh, I, I'm gonna give the folks uh, a mixed drink, and this is one that I invented myself. So I am actually Ooh. going to officially name this the <laughs> the Moonfall. Oh my god! Uh, not because not because it has any uh, I don't know it it doesn't have anything to do with moons or like the liquor doesn't have anything to do with moons, but I I drank it for the first time when I was watching Moonfall, so it seems appropriate. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> so here you go, folks. Write this down. Get a pen and paper. Whatever. Get your <laughs> Uh, you know, your phone out so you can take notes. Uh, here's how you make the official drink of Roland Emmerich's Moonfall. Uh, you're going to start with Fireball Whiskey. Oh, well, you know, it kind of rhymes there, so I guess uh, I guess that's, mm, that's okay. appropriate. Uh, so you get, you get yourself some, some fire, yeah, uh, some Fireball Whiskey, uh, which if you have never had that, you know, it's a, it's a basically, like if you were, you know, uh, when you were a kid, you had the Fireballs that you, uh, you know, kind of suck on, the, the hard candy that was super spicy. It's basically that, but it, in whiskey form. So that's what that is. You're going to get some Fireball whiskey. It's good stuff. Uh, put some hair on your chest. But obviously, you're going to need a, <laughs> you need a mixer for this. So the second and most important part of the Moonfall mixed drink is uh, a nice cold can of flaming Hot Mountain Dew. Oh, Jesus. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. They made a, a flaming Hot Cheetos. It doesn't actually taste like Cheetos. It's just basically spicy... <laughs> Spicy Mountain Dew, um, and I actually had a, uh, a case of uh, flaming Hot Mountain Dew because for some reason it was uh, three dollars for a ki- for twelve pack at my local discount store. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't fathom why, um, but yeah. So that's basically. Uh, I don't even know like what uh, proportions you you do these in. Uh, basically, you just uh, pour the Mountain Dew in a can and then you add as much Fireball whiskey as you need to to make it drinkable. And that that's the, there. There you go. You have your your Moonfall drink. Um, so <laughs> on that note, I'm going to sing us out. You know, Moonfall, uh, it's, uh, it's all about the moon. And one of my favorite songs is also about the moon. So I'm going to sing us out on, uh, on a, one of my favorite rock classics of all time. Here we go. <clears throat> breathe, breathe in the air. Don't be afraid to, hey, now you're an all-star. Did you keep on getting <laughs> the weekend of October 14th, Bill recommended Tetsuo, The Iron Man, available on Shudder, Aeroplayer, Canopy, and the Criterion Channel, and Tetsuo 2, Body Hammer, available on Shudder and the Aeroplayer, and Tetsuo Bullet Man, available on DirecTV, Plex, and AMC+. Zachary recommended Moonfall, available on HBO Max, and Glow, available on Netflix. I recommended The Bat, available on Prime Video, Tubi, Paramount Plus, Pluto, Hoopla, and Canopy, and Dear Dead Delilah, available on YouTube. 
Uh, that's all <laughs> I got. <laughs> oh, wow. It's almost like Paul's still with us. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, wait, wait. Aww, you, that's beautiful. You, now, just to clarify, if you leave this part in, Renee, Paul didn't die. He's just not here tonight. I mean, Bill <laughs> said that. Paul's still with us. <laughs> 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 he's still here. I don't know. If he hears you singing, it might kill him. <laughs>